Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Personal Best Podcast with me, Ruby Lola. My guest today is Ollie Russell. He is an online performance coach who helps clients build a healthy, active lifestyle. But he also competes in crazy endurance events from high rocks to Ironmans to ultramarathons. And in this conversation, we talk about how Ollie went from a rugby player to a fitness coach, why he puts himself through insane physical challenges, the changes he made at 21 to live a more fulfilling life, and how to overcome personal hardships. This conversation really surprised me. Not only was I impressed by Ollie's physical strength, but also his mentality around fitness and pushing yourself through difficult times. I really, really hope you enjoy this conversation. So let's get on with the episode. Ollie, welcome to the Personal Best podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So you're an online performance coach. You're also an incredibly fit individual and you do all sorts of crazy exercise challenges. Can you just talk us through your fitness journey? My fitness journey? Probably, I mean, long story short, I would have started it, I mean, back at school, played absolutely every single sport possible. I wasn't the academic person. Um, I wanted to play all the all the field sports, do all the athletics, track and field, absolutely everything. And then started to probably get into the mix of knowing what I wanted to do. When I was about 16, I went and signed a contract with Leicester Tigers uh, on an academy contract, went over to Leicester, lived there for two years and had a great time over there. Really enjoyed both sides of the training on field and off field in the gym. But then I started actually probably more enjoying and getting a bit more interested in the gym side of things. So naturally, I di- I didn't get offered a further contract. And I just was always thinking about like personal trainer, strength conditioning, coaching and that kind of stuff. 
and I always enjoyed like testing myself physically. So naturally the thing after playing rugby was to go do my personal training qualification, get a job in a gym. And then that's just where it all started. And then just wanted to do what I could train people. And then I kind of found a bit of my niche now where I try and coach people into the endurance game where after PT and over in a private gym, I got into the CrossFit world. And then after doing CrossFit, I found out more of my passion was in like the endurance kind of side of things with running, swimming, biking and and all of that. And then more recently, this new Hyrox event that's come out, which uh, seems to be my cup of tea at the minute and that uh, seemed to be doing all right at. And uh, yeah, there seems to be most of the clientele that um, I'm getting at the minute. So yeah. Nice. I feel like there's a recurring theme here because the last online coach I spoke to also went to play rugby professionally and then for whatever reason it didn't work out and then he went on to be a coach (laughs) the uh what do we call it if you become basically most snc coaches personal trainers if they're a lad that's played rugby they're a failed rugby player that's the ongoing joke we're all failed professional sportsmen but um hey i mean most of us enjoy like the fitness uh, the fitness world so that's uh that's probably the most natural thing to get into after yeah exactly so why did you decide to then go on to coaching other people i read in your instagram bio that your mission statement is to coach driven people looking to enhance their total performance by creating a healthy lifestyle what's your approach when it comes to coaching clients uh, my approach is i was in the i was in the mindset of wanting to only coach athletes when i finished playing rugby and that was the process I wanted to go to, coach young lads who are going through the similar kind of things that I went through playing rugby in the academy system. Um, but then I kind of figured out that there wasn't really, there's not, you look at the percentage of the population who want to do fitness, most of them, 90% of them are usually for fat loss and the 10% are for like the elite athletes. So there's more of a market if you're looking at, people into their mid thirties, forties, something like that, looking to just do their next challenge. So then I had to sort of look back and go, okay, I've got to start wanting to coach people, not just for, you know, all these high, high end events, let's say. It's also trying to coach them like, how can you fit all this training in a really busy lifestyle? Cause some of them have uh two, three, four, some even five kids, and then they've got a full time job as well. But then you've got to be able to fit things around them. And I used to be like, when you first start out, you think, oh, what works for you might work for everyone else, but it's just not that way. So um, I just became very curious on trying to help the individual and every individual is completely different. So yeah, I just enjoyed the different um, the different styles of training people, I guess. Yeah. And I'm interested in this idea about what do people get wrong when it comes to motivation? for training and living a fitter lifestyle because you're obviously someone that pushes yourself to incredible physical limits do you often find it difficult to then encourage other people to start exercising what have you learned about motivation when it comes to things like that I've learned from motivation that it is a feeling that comes and goes. It's never always going to stick around. So you can't rely on motivation to actually get you into the gym, get you doing some form of physical training to go and do whatever you want to go do and set some goals. But what you've got to try and set out is actually like, I call it to my clients, like having a garage in your head. 
everyone's got a garage and some people's garages are really tidy and clean and they know exactly where everything is but some people's garages are really messy they don't know where everything is they don't know where the spanner is when they need it they don't know where the whatever tool it is and I kind of say that with like your mindset towards things if your mindset is all scrambled and muddled up that's like a garage if you need discipline if you need motivation if you need whatever sort of um thing you need to pick from your head to then get yourself into the training session if your mind is all scrabbled up like a garage like a messy garage then it's really hard to find those things but if you've sorted everything else out in your life i've called to, i say it to my clients i call it the three p's with your personal physical and professional personal stuff being like going out for a walk spending time with the family going on holiday those kind of things uh your physical life is obviously training and all that kind of stuff and how's your recovery sleep and then your professional life is, you know, what kind of line of work are you in? And I kind of look at the balance of if all those three P's are nice and aligned with each other, then it's quite easy to pick out all the things from your head to go, oh, you know, what? I need a bit of discipline today. I need a bit of motivation. I need a bit of self um, self-improvement, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, it's just about trying to get a bit of a balance between absolutely everything, because if one, if um, professionally at work, you're having a bit of a poor time i mean you then take that into your training session so then physically you start dropping off and then personally you start dropping off and then everything's just out of balance yeah i think you're right i think it's about having more of a holistic approach when it comes to your fitness goals and i've mentioned this previously but i get so frustrated with these fitness influencers who most of them uh just creating online content which revolves around the gym and they've got a lot of free time and they're the same people that are preaching there's no excuses to not work out you need to be hitting your macros daily if you like are serious about your goals and I often think well it's easy for you to say very easy to say that on a 30 second video behind a camera but what happens outside that 30 second video we don't know like no one knows that Instagram is one of this and social, the whole of social media is this world where everyone sees what is on the camera and they go through their social media feed and they think, fuck that, that person's life is incredible. And then you actually, you've got to think back and go, well, no one knows what's happening behind that camera. And I actually say this to Jess, my girlfriend, and we watch um, loads of people's YouTube. We absolutely love it. People like um, Ross Edgley. I like Lionel Sanders, who's a professional triathlete. Loads of guys like that. Jess likes watching a lot of the Gymshark girls. And um, as she looks at some of these Gymshark girls' life and she, they're saying all these things like, oh, you know, no excuses and all that kind of stuff. And then I do have to try and say to her, like, Jess, you know, you live a busy life. Like, it's hard for you to get to the gym and do four hours of training every single day. You know, these girls, that is their life. They can go to the gym whenever they want because they're they're YouTube stars and that's how they earn their money. You know, there are other people in the, not the real world. Everyone's got to earn the money their own way, but they earn their money from nine to five. So you either have to get up at half five in the morning, whack out a 10K run if you have to, but they get to do it in the middle of the day. So they get to sleep and get all that recovery. And so it's, uh, yeah, it can be a bit um, misleading. Yeah, exactly. And I think, it's an unfair comparison to make. And also, if you are someone that is living a busy lifestyle and things are a bit hectic, it comes back to the motivation thing. You might think, oh, I'm just lacking the motivation to train today and to eat well. But actually, 
you're having to rely on other things to be able to do that rather than just this like baseline motivation motivation. it's not motivation because it's just they've got a too busy life like they've they're prioritizing other things apart from like physical training so they would much rather um spend time on their phone scrolling on instagram on the evening after a long day at work they'd much rather call their i don't know their mom or whatever and spend half an hour on the phone with them that's their priority where some other people's priorities are to go to the gym. So it's just trying to get your priorities right. Yeah, sure. So let's move on to your fitness journey and the physical challenges that you're doing. So you've done ultramarathon. Have you done ultramarathon? I've done ultramarathons, uh, multi-day ultramarathons, half Ironmans, Ironmans, Hyroxes, CrossFit competitions. I've got an ultra swim coming up next year. Um, yeah, quite a few little different uh, endurance things. Yeah, that. that I mean, that's crazy to me. Why do you decide to put yourself through those physical challenges? Why not just stay in inside the safety of a CrossFit gym or something? Um, hmm. Very good question. It is it literally, I mean, it it's just for deeper meanings. Like I know it's one of those things where I get to that dark place and, you know, it's it's almost like soul searching and I want to just see how far I can see it, seriously go. And I think people who do endurance and then especially with the ultra endurance, they just love it. Like they just love putting themselves under that kind of pressure and just seeing what happens. And it's actually from... Every single ultra experience I've had, you take a little nugget of information about yourself and you learn more. I don't really learn much out of doing a 60 minute CrossFit session or something like that anymore because I want to try and test my limits and learn more about myself. Know what happens when times get tough, what happens when, you know, my kit starts to fall apart. How can I adapt and overcome? And uh, that's basically what it's down to. Yeah. That's interesting because, yeah, I hadn't thought about the mental side of it at all. I've just thought about being able to push yourself physically, but it's almost like by getting out of your head and into your body, that's when you're actually then being able to process things and think about things differently. Yeah, it's like an out of body experience. Uh, I did a recent ultra multi uh, multi stage ultra running race uh, over in the Highlands in Scotland. It was a three dayer. It was 125 kilometers covered with like 5,000 meters elevation. But when you when we turned up for athlete check-in, the I was one of the youngest guys there. There was people up to the age of 50, 60. I had a, quite a few clients going as well. And there were people that just looked like they didn't even exercise. And they com- they completed every single day with a smile on their face. And I was broken. I was completing it maybe in like half the time but I was broken and I just thought, Oh my God, these people are absolute bulletproof. Like I couldn't imagine running another hour out on that course. And they were out there for double the amount of time, just because our running paces were different, but it actually made it so much harder for them because they would run for 10, 12 hours and then go to sleep for five hours. And then have to wake up at 6am the next morning and have to go again. And I was getting like eight to 10 hours sleep because I was finishing it quicker and I just was looking at that and I thought, fuck, how incredible that is. Is it, That is just complete down to mindset. It really doesn't matter about your physical um, attributes or genetics, anything like that. It, honestly, it's all down to your mindset. Yeah, it's, it's so inspirational. I mean, I've done a half marathon is the furthest distance I've ran. 
Um, and that was, that tested me physically. But the thought of running for that length of time for like three days in a row is just crazy. And like, it must be great to watch. It's just like, you've got to, it's, it's quite hard because some people, and I think, especially girls can go and look at other girls in the gym and think, Oh God, why, why don't I look like that? And like I just mentioned with like uh, Jess looking at these gym shark girls, but I say they are like full-time athletes. They are in the gym all the time. So you can't expect to maybe look like them, maybe be as fit as them because that is where they are when it comes down to like, it's literally what you train for. So you running a half marathon, and me running an ultra marathon, it can be the same difficulty for both of us because of our physical attributes. You might not be there with the ultra marathon, but you going and doing a half marathon still puts you under that mental strain and physical capacity is like right up to the tipping point, and it's still equally as hard. Does it make? Does that make sense? It's almost like saying to my my mom, "Go run a five k." That's like me running an ultra marathon. It's the same difficulty. So people just need to make sure they just focus on themselves and not look at um look at other people doing these crazy challenges just let that inspire them kind of thing yeah I think I'm really interested in this idea of doing difficult things to improve yourself and Alex Hormozy you know Alex Hormozy Alex Hormozy no. yeah he's a millionaire entrepreneur but his business centers around um the gym and fitness and he has loads of great insights on this. And he says that whenever he gets to that low point where he thinks, oh, why do I even bother? He reminds himself that this is where most people stop and this is why they don't win. And then linked to that, he also says that whenever something is difficult, he reminds himself that this is what hard feels like. Hard feels shitty. <laughs> and this is why most people can't do it, but you can. Obviously, the idea of what's hard is different for everybody. And so, like you just said, what's difficult for me might be now doing a marathon, whereas for somebody else like your mom or my mom, doing a 5K is difficult. But as long as you can kind of pinpoint something that's hard and work towards it, you're still going to have that same sense of pride and that same sense of achievement when you've reached that goal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hit the nail on the head there. Cool. Um, I did want to touch on something, but we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to talk about it. Um, but I read on one of your posts that when someone asks you how you get through the difficult physical times, you said that it reminds you of your dad mm -hmm. and that it almost helps you feel closer to him. Would you feel comfortable just touching on that? Yeah, yeah 100%. Oh, mate, that's a great question. I love talking about my dad. This is... Um... This is probably one of the biggest reasons why I do these kind of things. And me and my dad, it was more of, what was it more of? So we we were such like uh, rugby fans and that was what we did. And then when my dad passed about, I want to say four and a half, four and a half, five years ago now, the natural thing that I just wanted to do was go to the gym, beat myself up and go and train. And that's how I kind of like, it was like my meditation in a way. And then when I did a challenge about two years ago now, um, do you remember uh, is Arthur Lambinjo? Is it Lambinjo Hughes? The young lad who, who was um, abused by his parents and basically got killed. And he was he actually lived around the corner from um, my CrossFit gym. And there was a big story that came out about it. And me and the lads were like, right, we want to do something for, something for charity here. So we 
we got involved with the NSPCC, which is um, a charity which helps out with like kids who are getting abused in in all kind of manners. And um, they got really supportive and right behind us. We did this big charity challenge around Christmas where we did like a, I think it was something like 24 workouts within 12 hours. And we had a great time doing it and we raised so much mo- so much money for the NSPCC charity. But unfortunately, our T-shirts didn't come before the before the event. They came about a week later. And I was like, you know what? I quite fancy doing something like wearing the T-shirt. And I hadn't, I hadn't pushed myself like towards like crazy endurance back-to-back days just yet. I'd, I'd done half marathons and things like that. And I was in the CrossFit kind of world, done the high roxes, but never really went past, let's say, like the two-hour mark. And um... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How old was he? He was six years old, I think. And then I was like, right. It was around when Kevin Sinfield was doing the seven marathons for his mate, Rob. And I just went, okay, I'm going to do six marathons. If he can do seven, I'm going to crack six. And I remember getting to, I did six back-to-back marathons. I was working at the same time as well. Um, I started on on the Monday. Then I did Tuesday one. I think it was about midday I did the Tuesday one. Work went crazy on the Wednesday. So I had to start the marathon at something like 10 o'clock at night. Didn't finish until 3 a.m. in the morning. And it was probably the dark, it was one of the darkest moments I've ever had. Probably ever. And I remember I was running around the streets. I'd done about 20 kilometers and my watch died. And I thought, I'm not, I'm not one of these people that cuts corners. So I came back in after 20K. It was about maybe midnight at this time. Recharged my watch. So I stopped for about 30 minutes. And then I did. I was keep, keeping up to update with everyone on the, on the stories, letting them know what's happening. And I'm, I'm going back out to finish the, finish the marathon. My, my watch finished charging. And I went back out and my legs were just like, what are you doing? Like, it's bedtime. <laughs> you should not be running. And the last half marathon it would have been was probably the most ugly experience of my life. And the roller coaster you go through of emotions. And it was just then when my dad's voice just popped into my head. And I remember I well, I got to a quite decent stage in athletics when I was younger. And um, I remember running at 800 metres and I had to beat one guy. And I didn't quite beat him but I put in the best effort possible. And I remember I was just absolutely gutted. Uh, this was to try and go and compete for England. And I just, I was just off the mark. 
I remember just walking over to my dad. I had nothing left in me. And I just went, I was like, I just gave it everything I got. And he literally just went, I'm so proud of you. And those words literally just echoed through my head during the last 20K of that um, of this marathon challenge. And then ever since then, I was like, that that is why I do it. Like just every single time I get into that dark place, it doesn't happen all the time. I, sometimes I'm actually trying to push myself maybe a bit too far and it just doesn't happen. But it does get you at the times when you're like, oh, I needed that. Happened in the Highland Ultra. I was absolutely, I was sucking. I was just really feeling sorry for myself. And then my dad's voice just popped in my head. And I was just like, oh, my knee feels better now. I can uh, I can finish this last 10K. So, um, so yeah. Wow. Thank you so A little bit of a story much. then. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, it's really great that you've still been able to carry that through even since his passing. And it's allowed you to almost like spur you on and, and um, do these insane physical challenges. I was listening to a podcast earlier and they, it was again, it was Alex Hormozy talking about. You like this guy, don't you? Yeah, he's he's got great insights, I'll admit. So I'm just going to reel off what he says. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about how when people deal with setbacks, in your case, it was a personal loss. Um, for someone else, it might be a challenging upbringing. It might be overcoming illness. And in those situations, you'd be, completely justified in the fact that you're not as successful as someone else who didn't have those disadvantages in life I don't think anyone would have blamed you if for the rest of your adolescence you were just a couch potato well that's well in that the only person that can get you out of that situation is you and I I went through a stage of feeling sorry for myself and depressed and going to bed, not wanting to wake up and all these emotions. And then I was like, well, actually, the only person that's going to get me out of this is me. You can't rely on other people. You can mm. have people to help you, but only if you accept the help. A yeah. lot of people don't accept it. But as soon as you accept help, that is literally the first step to you then going up. Yeah. And it's like you said, like you're the one that's kind of got to dig yourself out the hole and then be able to carry on. Yeah. I was in the trenches in my head. Like it looked like I was living a great life, but in my head, I was, I was in the trenches, like really not good. Yeah. And I think there's something to be really proud about as well, because for those people who have had those hardships, you can then be someone who's a role model and an inspiration to those people yeah I think that that was always the way I kind of looked at it I always used to say well there's always someone worse off and people say oh you can't compare yourself to other people but at the time it was just the way I dealt with it and it was it it worked and it worked for me again other people will deal with grief and loss in other ways but I know for sure absolutely everyone should be doing some form of physical exercise because it just makes you feel good like I don't think anyone's done a training session and gone I feel crap (laughs) you might feel crap for maybe 10 minutes after a tough training session but mentally you go into that evening and you go I've I've just achieved something and I feel great why is that I, I feel great and then you go to bed and you're like oh I slept like a baby it's like yeah because you're doing all these things now in your routine you're training you're releasing the right things in your body and you do start to get this nice rhythm yeah I mean it's almost crazy that you can be in a situation where your knees are weak and you've got blisters and your chest is burning and you feel sick and then afterwards you reflect and think yeah that was great I love that but it does release 
you know, that serotonin, those endorphins that you need. And then as well, it allows you to then go through into the next event and the next training session with that kind of like renewed enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, and confidence. for a long time, there was a blurred line between pushing myself and then being a bit of an idiot and pushing myself a bit too far because mm. I was going to those kind of places in my head. And I thought, you know what? other people there's people lying in bed who are sick there's you know I'd, I would literally go right down to those kind of places and I think you know they would do anything to be in my position right now and it would send me a bit too far the other way and I'd go get I'd actually get ill I'd get injured and all those kind of things so I had to try and pull myself back to then go well actually I don't need to go to those absolute ridiculous extreme limits but you know, when you need to pick those things and go, you know what, somebody would die to be in my position right now. And you can use that. And then actually, you know, that will give you an extra three to 5%, whether you're trying to make a PB in your 5k run, and you're trying to go, I don't know, sub 20 minutes, and you're 10 seconds off the mark. And then you just got to go to that place in your head and go, right, I need to kick the pace now, or I'm not going to get it. And then that's what you're able to pick out of your head and uh, yeah, take you to the finish line. Yeah, cool. You also made a post on Instagram about overcoming not feeling good enough. And in that, you compared your 18 to 21-year-old self to the 22-year-old you that decided to make a change. Can you talk us through that transition? Yeah. So one, how old did I say I was? was it 18, 18, 18. Yeah, so about 18 to 21-ish that's when I was just getting into the PT work because I stopped playing rugby. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was about 18, was doing a labouring job. I thought that was going to be the rest of my life. Long story short, I'd stopped doing that, got and got under my PT course. And then I was in a gym and I thought, okay, this, I want to be in a gym environment. Um, and then just how the work was going, I was enjoying it, then not enjoying it. And I was looking at other people who were in the industry um, who are older than me in the same line of work and I just looked at their life waking up at 5am every single morning working six hours back to back on the gym floor knackered having like a two-hour break and then doing another five six hours back to back and you know one was like a single parent got a child and I thought god they're doing this six days a week and I kind of looked at it and I thought I don't want to be that person but that is the way I'm going so I basically was like made a real big could have been a stupid decision. It was during COVID and I just went, no, I'm leaving. I'm leaving my job and I'm going to go do it on my own. And I think it just takes you sometimes just to take that risk because sometimes you don't know which way the risk is going to go. The risk is either going to reward you or it's going to you know, bite you in the ass. But I kind of got the attitude, if you're going to do something and it's the wrong decision, but you go 100 mile an hour, 100% into it, you can almost turn that wrong decision into the correct decision that was my mindset when because I was back against the ropes earning no money during covid I had nothing um no business set up or anything and when it's not until your back's against the ropes where you have to really like dig deep and go okay I need to get myself out of this situation what am I going to do am I going to go sit in the corner and cry or am I actually going to go crack on and make something for myself yeah so with everything that's happened now, you know, starting your own business, that like you've done amazingly well at these events, looks like you've got good relationships around you. What advice would you give to that 18-year-old version of you who was a bit lost and a bit confused? 
oh environment is everything you put yourself in the right environment with the right people um it just rubs off on you yeah it will rub off on you i wasn't not i wasn't hanging around the wrong people but i was hanging around people that i just didn't get energy off i really get like a big sense of energy off the right people um over at different gyms i get energy and i'm like oh where do i want to be who do i want to train with what kind of people do i want to be around when i was that young 18 year old and i started to you know get better mentally into my 20s is because i was hanging out with the kind of people that made me feel good but then they also made me feel like oh there's so much more to come and i was all not chasing something but i always had something to strive for with some of the people that i didn't get energy off it was more like ah oh, i enjoy seeing them but i need to keep them at, a, at an arm's distance because they sap my energy and i don't feel like i want to go and achieve anything yeah i listened to this guy the other day describe it as you have sofa friends and treadmill friends and oh, some like yeah, yeah. yeah like some friends or acquaintances after you spent time with them you just want to lay down on the couch because you're drained and you don't feel inspired whereas other people make you want to go and run seven miles because you're so energized and you know you feel that you can achieve things and I thought oh that's such a good that's such a good metaphor yeah exactly yeah. and it's almost like that's my job as a coach I'm, mm. I actually, I'm good friends with every single one of my clients which I absolutely love that wasn't the case back when I first started but now I can happily say I love every single one of my clients every time I get on a call with them um, I've got so much energy for them I want to hear everything that they've that's been going on in their life and I want to try and see if I can help and improve them and as long as you're you know in that high energy environment I mean oh it's a proper thriving environment and you, you're just only going to keep improving yeah, and I think that's actually a really key message because I've noticed a bit of a trend on social media in particular of this whole monk mode thing, you know, like disappear for like three months, like do the hard work, kind of cut yourself out from social situations in order to become this best version of yourself. But actually, I don't think people place enough emphasis on how important the relationships are in your life. 100%. Because at the end of the day, we're all we're all social beings we need that energy and if you're just gonna disappear for six months and hope to re-emerge as this amazing version of you <laughs> it's not gonna happen no no and, and again you've got to have balance with absolutely everything you've got to have balance with relationships you've got to have balance with your own time so I have a joke with my mum and uh, family and I say oh, I'm just gonna go stare at a tree for 30 minutes I'll be back and they're like what are you what are you on about and I just read this in a book somewhere and uh, it was uh, it was like a billionaire um, who he works from like eight till four. And every single time at four o'clock, he turns his phone off and doesn't turn it on until the next day. And people are like, why would you do that? It's like, because that is my time to chill out. Like I've done all my time of socializing in the day with uh, at break time. I get to go talk to my colleagues and then blah, blah, blah. But then when it gets to four o'clock, I just switch off. I go I go. And he said, I go stare at a tree. And it just sat with me and I I just have the joke with my mum and uh, mum Nan and um, Jess and stuff. And I just say, yeah, I'm just off to go stare at a tree. But I actually go and, you know, I just deep think. And then I come back and I'm like, I've done nothing, but I feel 10 times better. If you obviously did that all day long, you're not going to achieve anything. So that's where the balance comes in of you've got to have those interactions with people like me and you're having now. I'm getting a great like, you know, I get energy from these kind of things. You talk to somebody who's really passionate about health and fitness and then 
you know, you can't have this conversation all day long because you'll burn out on it. So that's where the balance comes in. Yeah, I'm definitely someone that needs that kind of balance. Like if I have a crazy weekend with my girlfriends, I love it. But then I'm like, okay, I need a night on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's carnage. You Chill go out, recharge. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I kind of exist in this echo chamber of super fit, hardworking individuals, even if it's online, because a lot of people I'm following are kind of these gym influencers, these fitness influencers. And so sometimes I forget there's people out there like 18-year-old you or 18-year-old me who are in those kind of more difficult situations and they're not really sure how to navigate them. And so I hope that these type of conversations are going to spread the right messages. Yeah, everyone has to find their own path. Like, yeah. you, like these girls who are on um, who you follow on Instagram or guys, you know, whichever one, they have had different life experiences. They might have so much funds backing behind them. So they're able to financially support themselves in different areas and invest into certain things. Everyone's had a different path. And I think people can just forget that they they're looking at somebody, but they don't know anything about their past. So everything that's happened in your past will shape what where you kind of go into the future. Mm, Yeah, exactly. So just to wrap this up, then you said on Instagram again, that you are relentless with wanting to continue to grow personally, physically and professionally, which I think is the three P's we touched on earlier. Um, So what's next for you? What is next? Oh my God, that is a very good question. Um, I have my goals obviously um in in pretty much most things personally i went traveling to new zealand and australia at the start of the year with jess uh, my girlfriend which was absolutely amazing we loved a place called queenstown so personally the goal is to hopefully go back and live in new zealand for a year or so in in a couple years time when we've got a bit of money together physically i've got i'm going to be focusing a bit more towards this high rocks racing um I think there's a there's a possibility I could go and do quite well and give some competitive times. Didn't in. you already win? I came second. I was first loser. No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I came second, but I know I know there's more to give um, with the high rocks racing. Um, so I've got that, and then I'm also doing an ultra swim next year, which I'm looking forward to. And then in the near future, there's some big loads of little challenges. When I say little challenges, I mean big challenges that I've got my eye on. Um, and then professionally is just to, oh, I just want to keep growing the business. I I actually wake up each day and just um, I've got so much energy and I'm like, oh, my God, there's so many different ways I could take my business. So it's just to keep growing the online community and, um, yeah, just keep helping people with their physical, personal and professional performance in any shape or form. I love that. Sounds exciting in all aspects. Um, so where can people find you if they want to check out your coaching or your work? People can find me uh, on Instagram, Russell Performance Training. I'm on there. My DMs are always open to absolutely everyone. Um, and if people do want to book in for a call and just have a chat, talk about all things performance and have a powerful conversation there, my link is in the in my bio. And uh, yeah, more than happy to have a chat with anyone. Nice. Perfect. I do want to close on one final thing, which I'm trying to make a bit of a tradition. Um, If you had to give one mantra or piece of advice to help people achieve their personal best, 
what would it be? Um, keep showing up no matter what. Keep showing up. Yeah. Amazing. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Enjoyed it. Once again, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to leave a review or follow us on Spotify, I would be most grateful. Anyway, I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.